Not sure what to buy or perhaps you want to mix it up with a little bit of this and that, let Berry Dumas guide you. The awesome thing for me about the research channel at Easy Equities is you won't find the typical investment companies, boring research, <laughs> the jargon, the jargon if you don't understand. that are going to be confusing. I'm telling you. So the main aspect for me when I uh, took the bull by the horns and uh, took this easy research thing to the people is obviously to be the opposite of that. Welcome to Easy Does It, a podcast by Easy Equities, where we simplify money and investing. No jargon, no complications, your cool guide to investing. My name is DJ at large. <laughs> Welcome to the Easy Does It podcast, your fun guide to investing. So, you funded your Easy Equities account, you're ready to start owning the market. So, how do you decide on what to buy? It's such a complicated one. That's why we have Barry Dumas with us today. He's a senior market strategist, analyst, and research lead at Easy Equities, a man who apparently loves his beef. <laughs> Barry, thank you so much for coming through um, to Easy Does It, man. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's very excited to be here. Get it going. And yeah, let's let's take it on. I made such a such an unfair assumption because obviously it's the first time I'm meeting you. Yes. I expected a guy with like glasses and like all yeah. geeky. I was like, this is just an ordinary guy. And I think that's the interesting thing about investing. We're expecting suits and complication and a genius but it's just for the ordinary person. So I, 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 you know, bad assumption and I got to own up to it. Oh, no stress, man. But that's pretty much like what I try to be the opposite of is I don't want to be that guy in the suit that everyone's too afraid to approach. Um, yeah, no, definitely. That's definitely not me. Not definitely not what we're doing. Uh, we cater for everyone. So yeah, no, no stress about that. <laughs> Absolutely love that. So before we get into, you know, having this discussion on how do you decide on what to buy? Uh, I have a random money question for you. Don't know if you mind this question, right? No stress. So if you were coming up with a brand new ETF basket on Easy Equities, what would you call it? Uh, definitely the beef basket, but... Uh... <laughs> I, I love you. You've touched on the beef. Because this beef thing keeps coming up. Like, is it is it the love for beef, the meat? Or do you like beefing with people? I like... like I, I try to figure out which one is it. Uh, it's a bit of both, to be honest. A yeah, bit of both. A bit of both. Definitely a bit of both. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. And where does this come from? Or is it just because me and you are both, like, quite big guys? Um, no, it's basically a nickname that uh, some of the guys gave me a, a couple of years ago. So it's kind of stick and kind of fits me with my role now. I've kind of have, like, beef with the markets as well. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Absolutely love that, Barry. Um, so this question of trying to decide on what to buy it's one of the, the the most challenging decisions that i think new investors um have to make and maybe sometimes we even overcomplicate it we overthink it we want to be ensured that we buy the right type of share right type of 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 company and when i when i listen to a lot of the financial advisors and sort of like the expert investors they always say that if you're a new investor you should start with an etf an exchange traded fund do you agree with that that if you're new to the market you're sort of trying to figure out what shares are all about you should start with an etf yes definitely you gotta love the etfs man um for new investors i mean you can obviously relate and i relate to this as well the first time you actually spend your hard-earned cash buying an etf or an investment it's a very daunting task you know what i'm saying 
And ETFs really take out a lot of that. Um, it's an extremely cost-effective way for new entrants to invest. Um, a lot of the asset manager or all of the asset managers that construct the ETF actually does a lot of the legwork for you. So they pick the stocks inside that little basket. Um, so you don't really have to go into the nitty gritty of deciding, is this a good company? Is this a bad company? They kind of do that for you. Okay. So for me, it's, it's, it's really a must have as part of your portfolio. Um, it's an excellent way for diversification as well. Um, so you can buy an ETF that tracks a certain sector like tech stocks, or it can be used in a, a wide range of applications. Okay, so if I'm getting you right, Barry, we have the asset manager who puts together the ETF. So they, they decide what should go into. So it's almost like we're cooking a meal and yeah. they're the chef and they decide these are the ingredients we need to put together. Definitely. How do I know that my chef is cooking a good meal? So in other words, how do I identify a good ETF or a good individual company? Like, are there certain things that I should, like obvious things that I should look out for? Um, yeah, that's obviously the million dollar question, right? Um, how do I buy the best stock? How do I buy the best ETF? Um, taking it a step back, if you think of it, the asset manager or stockbroker that compile or construct the ETF, they want the best ingredients in that ETF. Because if they get it wrong, people are not going to invest into the ETF. They're not going to get their, their um, inflows and so on. Um, but to take it a further step back, yeah. if you look at what happened during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, the stock market obviously had a downturn, right? Mm. Or a correction, or depending on how you look at it, um, the markets went lower, market crash. Um, so from there on in, what happens in that scenario in market mechanics is investors have fear has set into the market. Mm. Investors are taking the money out of the stock market, putting it into safe havens. Now, a safe haven can be a uh, precious metal or a commodity like gold. Okay, okay. Or cash even, because you gain a nice interest rate on cash at that point in time. So it's, it's a, that, and that's kind of the basic uh, terminology of why they call it a safe haven. Okay, right? I see, I see. So investors, and especially new investors, that should trigger your thought process and thinking, okay, great. Money is flowing out of the stock market into something like gold, for mm -hmm. instance. The price of gold will start to rise mm. and what we saw last year i think the gold price rose like um i think like over 30 percent from april 2020 up until august 2020 so that's a significant increase in a very short period of time yeah. right yeah so obviously when stuff like that starts to happen it's all over the media social media mm. news you kind of know what's gonna go Go, go on right I'm with you I'm with you so if something like that starts to happen you should kind of think to yourself okay great if gold starts to rise what company can I look at on the JSE or internationally what company will benefit from that rising gold and, and I just want to I want to catch you right there yeah. because this ties into something else I wanted to talk to you about and I think this is the perfect moment cool. because now you're looking for a company that ties into this mm. That means it's important to actually understand what that company does because because sometimes people will say you need to invest in companies you understand so does that now aspect now come into it as well a certain aspect of it yes definitely okay and i'm i'm a very um huge advocate of people should understand what they buy right okay um but to get bring that back to the obviously the, the gold mm -hmm. um scenario is then obviously the the investor would look at which gold stocks are available on the JSE mm -hmm. and obviously those gold stocks will start to react 
gain in value as well. As well, yeah. Okay. So that's a pretty simplified way for new investors to look at the mechanics of the market and when they start looking for quality stocks. So that's a very easy scenario. Mm. And that happens in each sector. So you have oil as well. When we saw the rise in oil, who benefited from oil? Sassel. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? So so a little bit of it is you almost got to just be paying attention to what's going on in the world and what's happening in the country. So if there's something that could impact a certain sector, then there's an opportunity for you to buy somewhere else or to buy in that sector itself so i guess exactly. it's just about paying attention to what's going on in the world and it doesn't even have to be a deep thing like we all knew the mm. the price of oil is going up it wasn't a secret way yes gentlemen in a little room talking exactly. about it like, so it's about paying attention to what's going on in the world and then seeing what sector that affects and sort of making like a strategic decision definitely ah this 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 makes a lot of sense you've made things very very easy so in the example you've given us the price let's say the price of oil is going down it's the other way then what sort of sector should i be thinking about or should i be selling my shares that are with like a sasol like i'm just thinking of a practical Mm. a practical way if it's the other way around yeah so let's kind of take gold as a good example as well so and it's it's pretty much the same in each sector Obviously, they all have their own market mechanics that drive or um, drive the market. But with the gold scenario, the opposite is true again. So, in terms of people taking their money out of the stock market into gold, they're hedging their risk. Okay. So, right? what what does hedging that risk mean in in simple English? Because I'm a simple guy, Barry. I know, man. Very simple guy. <laughs> I'm already thinking, who are we hedging? Are we doing, is it a haircut? <laughs> Pretty much sounds like a haircut, right? <laughs> no, but basically, that's just a way to diversify your portfolio oh. and to manage your risk within your portfolio. Okay. So okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't sell everything and dump everything into a gold stock or gold, but take some of the money off the table, or even if you have free cash, put some of that just to hedge the risk. Because obviously, like we saw, and I've seen over the decades that the markets will rise again. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. So you don't want to be in a scenario where you sell everything, put everything in the asset that's rising, and now that the market is correcting again, going stronger, then those assets will start to decline again. Mm. I'm with you. You know. It's bringing up something else for me that I'm thinking about now, is that, yes, you're paying attention to what's going on in the world and mm. in South Africa, which might affect your shares. But does that also mean that I've also got to constantly pay attention to what's going on with my portfolio? Or how often should I be looking at it? Because if now that I've learned the word hedge <laughs> and I understand what it means, I need to be able to see how much risk I have. Like if gold is going down, you need to see how much of it is is invested yeah, in yeah. gold so that I can actually move it to something else. Yes. So how often then should I be looking at my portfolio? Because I can sometimes be a bit crazy and look at it every day and I don't mm. think that's healthy. Yeah. But I mean, generally, how much, how often do you look at your portfolio? Um, my long-term investment portfolio, I look at probably like once a month. Okay. To be honest. Um, I don't think it's, it's a good idea to buy and sell actively in your investment portfolio. That should be a long-term uh, initiative, right? Uh, and within that long-term initiative, you can be flexible to either buy ETFs, have free cash, all of those things. Okay. Do, do risk management, all of that. But over the long term, we have seen, even if there is a market downturn, stocks rise, which means your portfolio will rise. And if you buy and sell on a regular basis, that leads up to different 
scenarios yeah. as well, which you can have tax implications because you're being seen as a trader now, not an investor. And I, to, to be honest with you, I really, truly encourage um, investing uh, over the long term. I mean, that's where real wealth lies is unfortunately it's going to take some time. And uh, I think in obviously coming back to selecting those good companies within your portfolio, it always comes back to do some research, read up on the company. If you don't understand terms, luckily the investment information landscape has changed so much over the last 10 years is that literally you can sit on your phone, Google a term that you don't understand and you'll get a range of options. Uh and understand to give you that understanding. Same with companies as well, get a range of people giving you their insights on that company. Whether you should follow it or not, that's your decision at the end of the day. But I always encourage like, say for instance, if people have hobbies, do you have a hobby? Yes. Uh, What's your hobby? Cooking, DJing, those are my kind of things. Okay, cool. So let's say DJing, you have uh, a friend, he bought the latest record player, uh -huh. Awesome vinyls, the best thing. Ten other friends told him, listen, this is the best thing. He bought it. And now you're in the same scenario. Uh -huh. He's telling you, okay, listen, man, this is the best thing. He plays LPs like you won't understand. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing since humankind started to walk on this earth. Fantastic. All my friends are buying it. Blah, blah, the, the, the whole shebang. So what do you do? You go back. Well, I would hope you do that. <laughs> is that you would go back, sit back. Do your own research on the record player. Mm. Look what components the record player has. Look at the, the, the speed of the, and, yeah, the price. Yeah. Is there value in this thing? Because you might find the same thing, which is a bit cheaper with better components that would last you longer and has more value than just doing whatever your friends and his friends are buying. So what I'm getting from you, Barry, is we should actually we shouldn't picture shares as something that is like in the air. We no. should actually picture it as something physical. Yes. Like you'd buy, like you'd yes. be buying a record player. And Definitely. Like consider like what makes this, I hear everybody saying it's great, but what makes it great and do a little bit of some research Definitely. and reading. And I love the fact that you brought it up that the research landscape has started to change. Because mm. of course, we've got the research portal on easy equities. Yes. And for those who have never heard of it, they're like, there's a research portal. Mm. I mean, what can we expect on the portal itself? Um, are they blogs? Are they videos? Mm. Um, do you sort of give us like a hint, hint, nudge, nudge, something like this is going on in the market? I mean, if I do go onto the research portal, which is yes. on the website, what can I find there? The awesome thing for me about the research channel at Easy mm -hmm. Equities is you won't find the typical investment companies, boring research. <laughs> the jargon. The jargon that you don't graphs understand. graphs that are going to be confusing. I'm telling you. So the main aspect for me when I... Uh, took the bull by the horns and uh, took this easy research thing to the people is obviously to be the opposite of that to talk in terms that everyone understands um, to although we do all the legwork before we release anything thank goodness you are alive yes. do all that hard work for us <laughs> so by the time we get it out to you guys it's in a very simplified way for you guys to understand and everyone to understand so on the portal you can definitely find a diverse um, combination of blogs um, you can find stock picks 
that we try to do now as well to get that out to guys we are doing um, bespoke content like single stock research notes which is the actual diving deep into a company getting all the information what's the outlook and then we simplify it and give it in um, an understandable manner across to to the guys and the thing that that's the coolest thing for me on on the research channel is we also started to include our investors our, our clients um, to find out what their perspective is on stocks so interesting yes well. so because everyone wants to know what everyone is buying and if our clients start sharing their um, experience their thought process on a stock like Sassel or whatever they're looking at I mean that's a different perspective than our perspective which is awesome because we definitely encourage everyone to have a voice all of our clients to have a voice um, yeah and I just love it man like the spirit of a community definitely people can share their experiences exactly the ups and downs the good and the bad what is working for me what's not working for me yes. lessons and mistakes and all of that exactly and some of those research notes that the guys have sent us are hot <laughs> I'm telling you the, the stuff that comes out there is amazing really I'm, I'm actually so proud of, of all of those guys but yeah I love it and, and that's the kind of content you'll find on our yeah. channel it's definitely not something you're going to find in Goldman Sachs research and I can promise you that <laughs> So that's that's awesome for me, man. Barry, yeah. I feel like you've simplified something that I've been overthinking because mm. one, you've got the asset manager when we talk about ETFs that does all the hard work already. Mm. They, they do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. And then we've got resources like, you know, the, the research portal on the Easy Equities website where the work has already been done. The mm. only part that I need to do which I think is take responsibility of my own wealth is yes. to do a little bit of reading to see Definitely. what's in there. They've put it together for me and they've mm. simplified it and put it in easy English. They've done all the hard work and yes. sleepless nights yes. of figuring these things out. And all I need to do is sort of read and say, hmm, okay, there's stocks on gaming. Okay, what's it about? Mm. And read a little bit about gaming and then you hear that in Asia, it's been a it's huge. big, massive yeah. thing. So. Does it make sense to go into it now? Perhaps it does. So I, I love the perspective that you've given me because I feel like I've I've overcomplicated it. Yeah. I've worried so much. And oh my God, this is happening. And I see <laughs> the price going. Like I, I think like you've made it so much simpler and so much personal as cool. well, which I absolutely love. Um, Barry, are you willing to give us like a sneak peek of what you have in your portfolio? I mean, you know, I wouldn't mind copying one or two things that, that you're on. I'm going to use the resources that are in front of me. <laughs> I mean, what, what, can you give us maybe one or two stocks that you have in your portfolio at the moment? Yeah, so obviously this is not condoning anything yeah. or telling people no, to follow blindly. Choice, yeah. Um, so yeah, so in my local portfolio, I've um, tried and diversify across certain um assets mm -hmm. if i can put it like or instruments mm -hmm. so i've got etfs i've got etns okay um and those are some of the terminologies that we can get out or get into <laughs> stage. but uh, yeah so some of the companies that i do hold um is the classics like naspers process only because i owned naspers and mm -hmm. there's a corporate action on that um etn that i hold is a oil etn okay I'm not going to say what which provider it is or whatever the case might be. Um, and then I've got cool ETFs that track dividends. Okay. So those are like it. So everyone likes dividends. Mm -hmm. And what is better to um, uh, track a basket of companies that only pay nice dividends. Ah. So, so that's a lucky ETF. US portfolio. 
some of the highlights there I think is Apple mm -hmm. so I've got Apple in my portfolio I've got a ETF that tracks the Nasdaq get uh, more tech exposure and that because obviously we know tech has been booming um, for a while now so that's what I have in the ETF space then I've got MasterCard Netflix good uh, selection like a good diversification you everywhere I, I try and get a little <laughs> bit of, of everything where I can man Lovely. But that's about, about, about it for the highlights. I, I, I'm glad you also touched on ETNs. Mm. Um, and it's and I, I guess it's part of demystifying research and trying mm. to figure out what to buy. Um, what are three financial terms that we have to understand in relation to research and what do they actually mean? And I, and I think we can make ETN like maybe the fourth one yeah. because it's come up. I mean, what is an ETN? And then what are three other terms that we should we should know like for instance i didn't know about hedging mm. and now i sort of understand i know it's not really relating to research but it's something new that i'm learning mm. um i think obviously the term um there's there's all there are thousands of terms yeah and there are a lot of very technical terms um but i think the main thing that guys should take take out of this mm -hmm. uh, podcast is definitely value so for me finding value in a company is important right so a value stock is even better finding a stock that gives you good value mm -hmm. that's awesome i mean those are usually stocks that are have very low share prices okay but their book value their asset value is tremendously where, appealing. where do i find that the asset value is that is that on on like when i'm on the easy equity site when i'm buying it is it a tab i'm trying to figure out how do i figure out the yeah. that it's good value I mean, I don't know if it's a Steinhoff or it's not a Steinhoff. Yeah, no, but, right. I mean, the share prices yeah. could be, God, it could be one cent. I know, right? <laughs> and I'm like, this is great value and yeah. I have no idea. So I'm trying to figure out how do you figure out good value? Or oh, it's, a, it's a a company that, not even looking at the financials, it's a company that does well, like a Capitec. I yes. know it does well, but the yes. share price is pretty it's, much quite expensive. Yeah. So most companies, um, if you, say for instance, go to on a very simplified search engine like mm -hmm. yahoo finance for instance okay. or bloomberg you can google mm -hmm. bloomberg you can google any company and there will be like a kind of a fact sheet on that company oh, okay so it will tell you how many shares have traded today um what is the 52 week range on that stock what was the low point the high point of that year okay they'll give you a little summary of the financials the fundamentals which would be the the, the value section if i can put it mm -hmm. like that so the fundamentals will tell you, okay, what is the price to earnings ratio on this company? Uh -huh. So is the, the price higher than the, the forecasted earnings? Is it lower? What is the book value of that company? So another term would be price to book ratio. Uh -huh. So value stocks, you would traditionally look at companies that have very low PE or price to earnings ratios. Okay, so the the, the the PE needs to be low. Mm. Okay. For value stocks. For value stocks. Yes. And the price to book has to be low as well. So the price relative to the book value or the assets within the book should be low. Ah, I see. Okay. I see. I'm, I'm making notes here. Making very serious <laughs> notes. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, this stuff gets very technical. And you can go even deeper into each ratio. Yeah. How, how do you calculate everything? But uh, for me and for us at Easy Research, we're obviously trying to get things across as simplified as possible. Because really, some people don't have the time or 
to go through all exactly. of these things. Exactly. And, and I think it's great that we talk about this fact sheet because it sort of also lets us understand the kind of work that you guys yes. do. That when you guys are putting together an article, just how much detail goes into it and how much research is going into it. Because I don't want to be there trying to figure out what's the PE and does the PE match to this. But nah. if there is a reputable source, whether yes. it's the easy resource or another resource mm. that can put these things together, then it sort of makes better sense for me. No, definitely, man. I mean, what the, the work that goes in behind it is is really there's a lot that goes into it so we'll take all of the fundamental information um i even have a model that i run through if i select a couple of companies run it through a financial model to see okay is this good value is it maybe something that we leave for later on um so there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes um and i think guys should really and most financial institutions who do research they have models so it is reputable sources they do a lot of work behind the scenes to give you guys or to give everyone um kind of a, a, a look at what's going on within that company's um financial health status or whatever yeah, you know yeah, what, what yeah. you want to call it but um yeah no definitely i think guys should definitely be aware of all of this um and everything that um the guys are doing lovely lovely so before we wrap things up on stock pick easy with you barry uh, it wouldn't make sense if i didn't ask you about a stock and pick <laughs> uh at the top of your head where can you give me a little bit of a tip of a specific sector or maybe a specific company that i should i'll just be keeping my eye on them yeah, no, I don't, they say <laughs> buy but just you know, yeah at large just keep your eye on it just, yes. just keep watching it so Obviously, before the legal eagle starts swooping down and uh, tells me what not to say, <laughs> um, I think a sector that guys should keep an eye on is definitely the semiconductor space, which will translate into vehicles and. Okay. EV market as well, the electric vehicle market. Mm, so the Teslas and so forth. Yeah. Well. I should be looking at something similar. Something should be in that area. So I would say similar, definitely. Um, obviously, valuations come into play as well. But it's a very new and exciting market to look at. Uh, is, there, is there a blog post coming out? Is there, Can I expect something in the coming weeks, coming months? Well, we have done a couple on them already. Oh, so, it. guys, yeah. you must yeah, have a look. We did, we did one recently... Um, on new stocks that we've added onto the platform in the EV market. So that's that's pretty cool to check out. Yeah. It's, and it's on there, man. Go go and get it. Wow. Barry Dumas hanging out <laughs> with us on Easy Does It. Thank you so much for your time. And I love the way you, you speak about stocks. You know, when Thanks, we usually man. hear um, people of your caliber talking about it, it's so complicated, so difficult. And you've made it so easy. Um, to actually just enjoy the ride of of building wealth because cool. sometimes people make it feel like like it's like it's a really difficult thing to do but you've made it so much simpler and i awesome. definitely appreciate that thanks man. so we're gonna go get ourselves a couple of steaks uh, how do yeah, you have yeah. your steak uh, medium rare please medium rare i'm a well done kind of guy oh no <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we do on easy does it another fantastic episode we are your cool guide to investing Easy does it, that's how we do. A big shout out to you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of this episode on Twitter and Insta. Our handle is at Easy Equities.